if you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's Friday. That means it's Twibbon. This week in Bachelor Nation. We got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on this week, to say the least. A lot of big announcements coming from ABC officially. A lot of big announcements about other reality shows. We're going to get to all of that, of course. Uh, before we begin, though, we got a little bit of business. We got Bad at Job mugs. Still available at GameOfRoses.co. We're seeing a lot of funny social media about these bad at job mugs out in the world. Did you see the snake? Yes, there was a snake. I love that one. Serpent, <laughs> as we like to call it here um, at Game of Roses. But we appreciate everybody picking those up and sending us the social media. I love seeing them out in the world. And of course, we just have a few short days until next week. The paperback version of How to Win the Bachelor comes out on May 23rd. You can still uh, pre-order week. it now if you like. And we hope that you all enjoy that. We put a lot of hard work into that to say the very least a lot as uh connor roy would say my blood my treasure my etc <laughs> and i you know we wrote it but i reference it for every podcast pretty much i just looked up something that yeah. we're gonna talk about in state of the game it truly is like a textbook to some very degree useful. in in the course of season like this past season we were recapping um season 27 and even Bachelor at 19. I was definitely referring to that book multiple times per each of those seasons to look up, oh, we this is what a pretty woman date is or whatever. Like all the different elements mm-hmm. of our beloved game are there in text. You can read it. You can read it to your friends and say, look. When did the historical first happen, et cetera? Yeah. Um, so anyway, pick it up if you get a chance. And uh, now let's let's do what we came here to do, Pace Case. We're going to begin this episode as we begin all episodes with a Game, game of, of Roses. Roses. State of the Game. Okay, this was going to be in news, but it's bigger than news. So we're just going to cover it here. ABC has officially announced... <laughs> bigger than news. It is. I, I think it's bigger than just a news piece. It, it's a, a transformation to our beloved game in one way or another. ABC has officially announced The Golden Bachelor is going to be coming out this fall. We have uh, been teased about this for years at this point, literally. Yes. Some people thought it was never going to happen. Claire Crawley? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember when they first started talking about it in that capacity... But uh, when, you know, we started seeing those casting cards come out, if your grandma or grandpa, whatever, wants to find love, it has been multiple years, but now they're finally doing it. They're going to shoot it. Um, I think that some of this is because of the writer's strike. I think that some of this is because um, there are multiple other networks making shows exactly like this that are going to be coming out at roughly (laughs) the same time. And probably a big part of it is that. They're like, this is our format. We are going to do it first. Right. And so we know a little bit about it. 
Uh, let's just get the facts and then we're going to talk about what we think this is going to be like and how it's going to potentially affect The Bachelor as a whole. So what we know is it's going to feature a man and a group of women. This is per, uh, I believe this was Hollywood Reporter. This is per them. The network has greenlit The Golden Bachelor which will feature a man and a group of women on the other side of 60 years old looking for love. The show will be part of ABC's Strike Proof. So this is first. What's that? An age limit. Before they've been casting, they've just said someone who's young at heart. Yeah, but it seems now it's going to be 60 years old. But did they have the direct age cut off? Yeah. 60 or older. The show will be part of ABC's Strike Proof all unscripted schedule in the fall, airing after Dancing with the Stars on Monday nights. The median age for an ABC viewer is a little over 61 years old in the middle of the pack for English language broadcast networks in the United States. According to a 2020 YouGov survey, more than 40% of the Bachelor audience is older than 55. Um, Now, again, that's on network TV. We don't know what those metrics are when you look at streaming or YouTube or whatever. So... That's kind of where it's sitting. Now, what is this show going to be like? Again, all we know is there's one man and a group of women all older than 60 per, again, this Hollywood Reporter article. Which of the conditions are they going to repeat? Are they going to do it at Villa de Lavina? Are the old people going to be sleeping in those bunk beds? I can't imagine that. I can't imagine you're going to have, you know, at the end of night one, you've got 20 to 22 players left. And they're going to be cramming five to eight 60-year-old women into bunk beds in those tiny cramped rooms and saying, share a bathroom. I can't imagine it. Like, who's staying on that show? You know? That's what I'm really most curious about is like, who did they cast? What Mm 60-year-old person is like, yeah, I do that. Are these all people naive to the process of reality television? They must be. Older influencers. That's my guess. Who's that? Who's an older influencer? There are older influencers. There's like women, older women who are like fashion influencers and stuff. Like, sure. On TikTok, especially, there's some really interesting content coming out of that demographic. But at a certain age, you're just not sleeping in bunk beds. You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like 60 is definitely that age. I feel like that age is probably in your mid 30s. I I think there are some people on Bachelor already who are like, fuck, do I have to fucking do this? Yeah. If there's a mattress, I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, But I don't sleep on the hardwood floor anymore in a sleeping bag. Yeah. I don't know when the last time I did that was. I think I've only ever done that once. We used to put like 60 people in like a 12 person ski house in college. Jesus. <laughs> everyone slept on the floor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's a little bit of like when you're young, you're uh, physically able to withstand that kind of torture, but also mentally, you're more like game for those kinds of things. I think once you hit a certain mm-hmm. age, you're just like, wait, what is this? Fuck this. I'm out. I don't know if that will be the case or not. I don't know how fame hungry these people will be. Are they going to build in siestas into the. <laughs> into the format of the show. Are they going to be able to bring all their meds? Yes. That is something notoriously bachelor producers deprive you of sleep. And if you're on any kind of medication, unless it's like necessary to live, they will take it from you and not allow you to have it. So what, what is that going to be like for a 60 year old person where they're like, no, you're only going to get four hours of sleep per day. Uh, uh-uh, that ain't going to work. They're just going to be passing out on camera. I'm just like, what are the conditions that they're going to repeat? I think an area where they will have an advantage is in the cell phone loss 
I don't think they're as conditioned to need their cell phones as, you know, those of us who have grown up with them. Right. So that won't be as jarring for them. But like, are they going to be able to coax these women into getting in fights with each other and having drama? 100%. You think? What do you think happens in retirement communities? You think there's no goss? Loller skates clues. <laughs> Maybe there is. But like, there's this is so much goss. There may be goss, but do they get in fights with each other? Bingo night. Who's like they're uh-huh. hooking up. You think this will be the the most chemistry play we've ever seen in a season of Bachelor? Yeah, it's going to be Gingen. Oh, my I God. I said it here first. It's going to be the sexiest Bachelor season ever. Are they going to put them through like we obviously have in, in regular Bachelor and Bachelorette? Forced violence group dates. Are we going to see stuff like that? Are they going to have to be karate kicking each other in the head and playing tackle football? I think they'll cut out tackle football and boxing. Okay. You think forced nudity? Wrestling and wrestling. I think there will be, there's going to be hot tubs. Are you kidding? Like that's, that's another question I have. How are they going to present the more sexual elements of the game? I don't know. The lights off will be at like 5 p.m. Look, they can't get pregnant, so I feel like that helps you out. I mean, I I guess. I don't, I don't know if that's a, a consideration. That could add to the chemistry play. Chemistry play anywhere, anytime. No problem. Yeah. No, no equipment needed. And now, if we have... Let, let's assume that this is going to be successful. I think out of curiosity, almost everybody who watches Bachelor is going to watch the first episode. Even Rachel Lindsay said she'd watch. Yeah, exactly. She's coming back to the franchise after everything they fucking done to her. This has piqued her interest. Fascinating. Yeah. But they are going to be in direct competition with these other shows that are similar. I believe Kinetic Content is making one for Netflix. I think Bravo has one coming. Um, you're going to have almost a direct comparison. Can The Bachelor do mm-hmm. it as good as these other shows? I I mean, my gut reaction is absolutely not. I don't think they'll come close. Yeah, if Kinetic is doing one, it's hard to imagine Bachelor makes a better version. I agree. And then you also have these strange considerations that are like, are these people part of Bachelor Nation now? Because this is going to be present, like The Bachelor presents Golden Bachelor or whatever. It has Bachelor in the name. It's like, um, listen to your heart. It is part of the Bachelor family. But you think they're not going to go on all the pods? They're definitely going on. Yeah, I think they'll go on the pods and stuff. Although if it's during Bachelor in Paradise, that hurts it. I agree. But will these players be in contention for the next season of Paradise? Will they be able to now be in the all-star shows? Is this like a broader... Does it have its own all-star show? I mean, you'd have to have multiple seasons for, for that to ever take hold, which I don't know that this will. Yeah. I'm just like... I can't imagine the casting for this is as easy as Bachelor is. I imagine it's not. It's taken them, what, four years? <laughs> what feels like 20? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was never going to happen. I agree. And I think because these other shows are putting pressure on and because the writer strike is happening, they were like, fuck, we got to pull the trigger now. So it may have been like some rushed casting um, to some degree. I don't know. And who are they casting? Are, I mean... We have a rich history of older people in the nation, starting with, this is what I looked up in our book, Crystalie Kennedy's grandmother, Nana. She arguably innovated the star family member strategy during season seven. On her hometown date, uh, Bachelor Charlie O'Connell danced with her Nana 
and gave her a rose during the meeting of the family portion. Then she like gave her advice on what to do with her chemistry game. She was at the live finale. She did her signature dance. We also have Gabby's grandpa, Joe, who went on, went as a third wheel on one of her dates. And I was like, oh, maybe they're trying to play him up. I think he's too old. I think these players are all going to be between 60 and 62. Like, I don't think they're going, you know what I mean? I think they want to keep them as young and spry as possible. Wasn't her grandpa like 80 or something? I don't know. A gentleman 60. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> Tino Franco's dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what its effect will be overall. As we have an aging uh, TV watching population, especially on network, like we said, the, the average or the median age for an ABC viewer is about 61 years old. I think in terms of network television trying to continue to make money, they're almost exclusively going to be making content for boomers at this point because no one else watches network TV. And so I think you might even see more shows like this where it's an older population, more reality shows, I mean, like this, where it's an older mm. population as the the players, as the cast members of whatever those shows might be. The only version I've seen is the show that we watched um, with Christy Katzman. Mm. Uh, what was it called? Labor of Love. Yeah. And I would say they weren't bringing the drama, but it was also men who we've talked yeah, about are worst 40. players just generally. I just can't see the drama coming unless it's unless they are casting people again who like literally don't know anything about reality television. And that's totally possible in this case. Easier I, to find. Exactly. <laughs> I think uh, the older you get, just generally speaking, the less savvy a person is about the fact that reality TV is fully manipulated. So I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with this show. Again, uh, it's going to air, I believe, in September, which is the same time Paradise is going to be airing, right on the heels of Charity Lawson's season. They're trying to kill us. So there's going to be a lot to cover. And as you'll see in news, there's another show that's going to be airing in September that we also are going to have to cover. So we're going to have Paradise, we're going to have Golden Bachelor, and we're going to have Love is one in season five. It's also interesting that they're branding it Golden Bachelor, taking away from Goldini's catchphrase. This is like Rodney <laughs> Matthews, underdog, Clayton Eckert all over again. I don't think they ever called him the Golden Bachelor. I think that was just us calling him the Golden Child and all that shit. But yeah, I, I mean, I would just say, I think overall, I don't think Golden Bachelor is going to have a lot of drama. I just can't see it happening. I think the PTCs are going to be off the fucking chain. Like Jesus Christ, you're going to have people who's like have experienced some real shit. By the time you're 60, you've got a bunch of death in your life. Generally speaking, maladies, uh, all kinds of uh, personal tragedies going on. So that'll be interesting if they bring in Nick Vial to do a circle of pain group date. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have a lot of death in your life? Yeah, they're all like, yeah, of course. Just paint a picture. (laughs) Tell me, give me a body count for people you've known. Um, Do you think they're going to have like bachelor, bachelorette, like guest hosts and stuff the same way? I don't know. I mean, like, is Jesse Palmer hosting this? Maybe Grandpa Joe could host a date. It's strange to think of like Jesse Palmer, who is in some cases going to be like the age of their children. Um asking them about their feelings about each other and shit like that, you know? 
you think they need to bring in a grandpa host? Something or no host. I'm not sure exactly. It just feels like... Um, You're trying to take his job? Ha- like, how is how is a Jesse Palmer going to provide counsel to somebody who's 20 years older than him about, like, romance and life? You can't... How does he do it to people 20 years younger than him? Well, he at least gives the... the <laughs> not a problem. You presume that he has more life experience because he's older. He It does give a kind of, like, father figure, confidant type character. That's what Chris Harrison did too. That essentially is the role of the host. Look at like the Dark Lord's Lachey. Same thing. She literally is up there saying like... So they need someone who's a hundred. Or something. At least somebody who's a contemporary of theirs. I I don't know. It's very strange. I don't know what's going to go on, but we of course will be watching it. We'll be covering it. It's Byron Velvick. Perfect. Bring out Byron Velvick. Yeah. (laughs) How old is he now? He's got to be 60 probably, right? Roughly. Maybe just 40 in 2004. Oh my God. What if he's the bachelor or Alex Michelle? Bring out Alex Michelle. Let him do it. He's in his mid fifties. I think late fifties. I would shit my pants if it was Alex Michelle. <clears throat> yeah, I would too. We don't know. The, the bottom line is we don't know. I hope it's someone good. I hope it's a celebrity. Oh, that would be interesting. An older celebrity. It's Anthony Hopkins. Um, we don't know. The bottom line is. That we have no idea what the show is going to be like. We only know these small details. <laughs> it is a bachelor format. Yeah. One guy, 30 women. And that's really all we know. And it's going to come out in September. And they have to have chemistry on stage. <laughs> God, for real. Well, I mean, that. I just can't imagine like if they're adhering to a traditional bachelor format, night one, regular season, playoffs, finals, you've got fantasy suites in there. The hometowns, I guess, what they'll they'll be meeting their kids. Like all these players are going to be fucking package deals, right? Unless their family died, or they don't have a family, right? Never been loved. Do you think we're going to see any uh, PVCs in this sixty-year-old virgin? Oh my god, that would be so sad. No, unless it's a strong Christian play. It's the strongest Christian play of all time, a 60-year-old virgin. <laughs> I've been a nun until uh, right now, and now I'm thinking about changing my ways. A nun would be yeah. good. They don't know what reality TV is, probably. It's all nuns. It's 30 <laughs> nuns who have recently left the church. I'd watch that show. <laughs> you heard it here. This is our prediction. It, yeah. it will be all nun play. <laughs> <laughs> will we see our first nun in a Bachelor official show? Please give me that show. Someone was a pastor. Someone was a pastor, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, Evan. In my mind, I called him Dick Pastor. Why was that? Did he do something with dicks? Evan Bass? Yeah. Yeah, he was an erectile dysfunction doctor. Yes. And he was a pastor? I don't remember the pastor part. Served as a pastor for a few lives, and he actually liked it. Says he has found a different way he can lift the spirits of people, but doesn't regret the work he did as a pastor. Maybe we'll see something like that. What do you think the craziest occupation is that we'll see? Like, some of these people are fucking retired. The craziest occupation will be... Hmm. Clown? A clown. All right, maybe. (laughs) I think we're definitely going to get some former pageant queens in the mix. That will definitely be the case. I'm curious to see, like... Oh, yeah. You know... As you get into the older audience, we talk a lot about how there's uh, a lack of diversity in all ways on Bachelor. Body type, race, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Are they still going to cast a very specific body type? Sexual preference. Yeah. Are we going to see any bisexual uh, 60-year-olds? No. They're going to stick as close to season one of Bachelor as possible. White, 
then, etc. They're already breaking the mold in their minds. Right. God, I can't wait to see who this bachelor is too. Also, these people are 60. You're looking at somebody like Greer Blitzer, who was held 23, and she has problematic racist shit posts in her past. What do you think about 60-year-olds? Yeah, but she was on the internet. Sure, but yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe they're like immune to it because their youth isn't on the internet. The older people are immune. Kind of, but... Yeah, unless they're posting stuff now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I just think about my own parents who are a little older than this. <clears throat> they're in their <laughs> oh, late God. 60s. <laughs> if your parents are on the show, then yes, we would be having some problems. Like, are we going to see <laughs> some shit like that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is the bottom line, but we're very excited for it. We will be covering it. Oh my god! In one way or another, so excited. And uh, that's the state of Bachelor Nation right now. Is we have this new entry into the nation, into the family of Bachelor products, which is going to be finally the Golden Bachelor. Can't wait for it. Yeah, me either. And now let's move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss. All of those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News. The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise have officially been renewed. On Tuesday, ABC announced that both series will be returning to the network for another installment. This marks season 28 for The Bachelor and season 9 for Bachelor in Paradise. This will be a new era for both series as they will be the first seasons produced without Mike Fleiss, who was forced to step away from the franchise he created in March following allegations of misconduct based on racist and misogynist interactions with various staff members. It is rumored that many of the producers from the Fleiss era have also been removed from their duties on the franchise in recent weeks. The upcoming season 27 of Bachelorette starring Charity Lawson will debut on June 26th, but it will not have had the benefit of the (laughs) defleicing. The Bachelor franchise continues to provide ABC with strong ratings despite overall declines across linear television. Season 27 of The Bachelor averaged about 2.9 million viewers and a .58 demo rating per episode, which is solid, but definitely still a sharp decline from season 26, 3.66 million average audience and .81 in the demo. Bachelor in Paradise season eight averaged about 2.3 million viewers and a .54 rating across both Monday and Tuesday nights in the fall. As with its predecessor, ratings for the spinoff series did sink compared to the previous season, which managed ratings in the .8 to .9 range and around 3 million viewers. But congrats to our beloved game on the renewal. We look forward to seeing if there are any real changes in the product as we move into the post-Flice era. So the first season that is going to be produced completely without Flice or, again, as we're hearing, without any of his loyalists in the, the kind of upper echelons is going to be that Bachelor in Paradise season nine, which starts shooting, I believe, early July. They pushed it back a little bit. Um Invites and stuff are going out now. Players are signing contracts now, and they're all getting ready to go down there. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters 
and cowls and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Clues. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in Kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. 
I'm very curious I to see wait. what it's going to be because also we know that uh, the guy who really is in charge of Paradise is Louis, this producer. He's still there. So I can't, he's like the guy who masterminded all the Sally suitcase shit. Right. They're like, there's a huge upheaval in the producers. And it's like, okay, well, aren't two of the three in charge from before? Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. I, I don't think much is going to change, honestly. I think it's it's yeah. largely just to have kind of ABC and Warner Brothers feel better about, look, we got rid of the problem. Now let's just have the show continue to roll it out as normal. Um, I don't think they understand that the problem is is creative. I think it's good that Fleiss is out of there. I think it's good that they're cleaning house in this way. But they also need to look at the product in terms of how it is, is uh, interacting with its audience in this modern era of reality television where you now aren't mm -hmm. the only... Uh, fish in the sea. There are all these other reality dating formats that are way more um, popular. Specifically, Love is Blind. Perfect match. And ones that'll be directly competing with their, their new one. Exactly. So I don't know. We'll see. So they're going to shoot Golden One after BIP? Yeah, I would assume. Or maybe concurrently. I don't know. I don't know when the shooting dates are for that, but it has been ordered, which means I, I would assume... They've been doing some casting work over the past however long, but I would assume that kicks into high gear now. And I would assume that that order doesn't come without them having already presented like this is who we want our bachelor to be. So they probably already have the bachelor locked down and they might be looking to fill in the the rest of the 30-ish players. Pitt, you're our cry. Train your grandmas now. There's such an opportunity to make it a huge star out of the season. If you know anybody who's going on that, show and they want some coaching dm me the dms are open i would love to coach a golden bachelor player love to <laughs> i'm just thinking of like all of the new experimental strategies that you could do i mean you can ifi literally whenever you want yeah at all times my back hurts um also are they really going to try and villainize anybody on that season they're going to fucking knowingly Sex shame someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or get them fucking death threats and shit. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one, producers. You better protect these fucking Golden Bachelor players. Because that's going to look real bad if you have a 60-year-old fucking woman coming out. Oh, my God. <laughs> and saying they wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. They were doing this kind of shit. It's fucking elder abuse. Speaking of renewals up next in Bachelor Nation News, Netflix has announced that season five of Love is Blind will also premiere in September. The news was announced Wednesday as part of Netflix's virtual upfront presentation. Despite the debacle of season four's failed live reunion that aired 19 hours after it was scheduled, it still pulled strong ratings with 6.5 million viewers, according to Netflix. This is more than double the numbers reported for Bachelor's network audience. Love is Blind Season 5 is set in Washington, D.C. and produced by Kinetic Content, the same company that has produced every season of the show and has recently come under fire from cast members of Season 2 for abusive treatment of them and other cast members. We will have to see if Jeremy Hartwell and Nick Thompson's efforts to change this treatment has any effect on the upcoming seasons. Up next in Bachelor Nation News, Season 23 Bachelor Colton Underwood is married. 
Up to this point in the nation, Underwood is perhaps most known for jumping a fence in an attempt to flee producers on his season of The Bachelor and then stalking his ring winner, Cassie Randolph. But it seems he put the controversy behind him as he and boyfriend Jordan C. Brown tied the knot in front of 200 guests in a romantic ceremony at the Carneros Resort and Spa in Napa Valley on Saturday. The three-day affair planned by Ashley Smith events kicked off with a family dinner and welcome party on Friday night before a full day of wedding festivities began Saturday morning. Underwood and Brown first met at a party in Los Angeles in April 2021 and got engaged in February 2022 in Big Sur, California. Both grooms had some celebrity support. Brown's longtime friend Olivia Wilde was in attendance, as was Colton Underwood's pursuer after he fled Bachelor production on his season, Dark Lord Harrison. No other members of the nation were present. Congrats to Underwood and Brown. We wish you happiness and prosperity. Speaking of Bachelor 23, third place finisher and Bachelorette season 16's second crown, Tasha Adams, is in the news this week. She and Bravo's Luke Goldbrunson were spotted looking at engagement rings on Sunday at Tiffany & Co. in New York City. Page Six released exclusive photos of the pair out sparkler shopping. Neither Adams nor Goldbrunson has posted pictures with the other on social media, but they do follow one another, and they unintentionally sparked dating rumors last month in a since-deleted Instagram post uh, by Goldbrunson's former Summer House co-star, Lindsay Hubbard. He and Adams were seen holding hands at an Easter Sunday celebration. We can only assume that once these two houses are officially joined in an engagement, there will be a gigantic social media announcement that nets them each a nice sum of money. Congrats to Adams and Goldbrunson on this power move that will only help expand the reach of the nation. You think they're going to come out as engaged? Yeah. Shit. I mean, good for him. He's like basically got kicked off of Summer House for not having enough of a storyline, comes back and nags a bachelorette. Yep. And not just any bachelorette, Tasha Adams. I know, a big one. That's a real big fish in the nation. Um, Have we seen something like this before? I feel like we must have in Bachelor, and I just can't think of who it is. I feel like Claire Crawley kind of did it. Who's she married to? That guy. What guy? She like basically posted that she was dating him I mean, I think maybe she posted before, but like not really. But he's a reality star? And then was engaged. Oh, no. That's what I'm talking about. I thought you meant like the engagement announcement of the relationship. No, no. I mean somebody from within Bachelor Nation marrying somebody from another nation. Ooh. Have we seen anything like that? There's got to be. I know Robbie Hayes dated briefly into the Vanderpump yeah. world. And the Siesta Key world. God, you're right. He's trying to do it both. He's dipping into other... He's doing all the worlds. Other worlds. Um, God, I feel like I'm just... It's like on the tip of my tongue. I think it has happened, but I can't think of who it is. Okay, you know who's doing it. Blake Horseman and Giannina. Yep, that's true. They are. I know Vial tried to dip into the, like the legit A-list acting arena for a minute mm -hmm. he was linked to january, january jones. jones he tried to do the lucy hale thing the fake rachel bilson dating yeah rachel bilson he has been linked to Charlize theron as well um mm. that i would say is very a-list but yeah i'm not sure if this has ever happened before but we wish them well obviously i'm i'm very curious to see how this pans out 
And in other relationship and family news, Bachelor season 23, 12th place self-eliminator Sydney Latwako got married to Nick Webby this past weekend. And Bachelor season 20, Gemini player Emily Ferguson. And what show is he from? None. And Bachelor season 20, Gemini player <laughs> Emily Ferguson and her husband, <laughs> William Carlson, who's a hockey player, welcomed their first child, Beckham William Carlson, into their family on May 12th. Congrats to them all. Wow. The twins. Yep. Back in the news. Finally, a big happy birthday goes out to package deal player Michael Alio. He celebrated the 39th anniversary of the day he was born into this beautiful world. Oh, you changed my script? (laughs) All right. What? What did I change? Nothing. You're free to do as you please. Okay. This dying world. Okay. There you go. I just wanted a little truth. Just a little honesty. I love mothers. (laughs) I knew it was going to come out at some point. <laughs> I just laugh madly. When I'm sitting around, you know, I, I go down a list of everything that I love sometimes. In the morning when I wake <laughs> up, just to start my day. And I think to myself, you know what I laugh? I love uh, disgruntled females. I love mm-hmm. uh, tomatoes and sals. Sundays. I love Sundays. I love Instagram. I love podcasting. Pasta. And I love mothers. T-shirts on my head. <laughs> I love mothers. T-shirts on my head. <laughs> God damn it, grocery store Joe. All right. Uh, we're moving on now. <laughs> that was all the news that's fit to print. Now we're going to move on to <laughs> all those plays. Our last piece. That, <laughs> that our favorite players are making off the field and in the parasocial world. This is... The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. The off season is actually the perfect time to be making parasocial plays because the nation is more hungry for content. You're competing with fewer other players and screens. I would love, we would love to see everyone step it up. There were a few, few glimmering hope. Hope, pieces of hope this week, though. Season 27, night one player Sonia Sharma hinted that she may soon have sand twixt her toes on the beaches of paradise this summer with a TikTok. She poses under the heading, when my mama told me she better not catch me running on that beach in Mexico this summer. Caption reads, do with that info what you will. Wave emoji, sun emoji, bikini emoji, beach emoji. I'm doing with that what I will. Yeah, I, I mean, we all are. Mandrell posted something similar to this where she is with a palm tree. It is very interesting. All of these players should be making this exact post right now. Every one of them should be insinuating that they're going to paradise whether they are or not. Don't wear clothes. Whoa. Only be wearing bikinis everywhere you go. Are we going to see all these 60-year-olds in bikinis? Yes. Well, there will probably be more one pieces, but we're going to see 60-year-olds in bikinis. We better. Yeah. God, I just am like... If they can't do forced nudity and they can't do forced violence, what are they even going to do on these group dates? Bingo. <laughs> There's a hundred percent going to be all those things. Bingo, backgammon, whatever, all of the things. Bridge. I love bridge. That part I would be good at. Sitting on a front porch and listening to a police scanner. <laughs> group date. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would your parents do? Horseback riding? Horse walking alongside a horse? Yeah, polishing their guns. (laughs) 
we were gifted dual parasocial plays by a very important ex-couple this week to mark a parasocial reunion between them. The last okay. woman standing and newest gore girl Susie Evans posted a TikTok with the caption, GRWM to see me X. He told me I have to ask permission to film him now. Triple skull emoji at Clayton Eckerd. Evans posts her routine, talks about her hangover, and then is asked by Eckerd to ask for permission to film him now. 874K views, 39K likes. Juggernaut. Juggernaut. I love, like, I couldn't love Susie Evans more, I thought, until she came on Gore this week, and I was like, she's so hilarious. She's great. And so good at parasocial plays. I agree. Former Crown Clayton Eckerd made his own parasocial play to honor the duo, posting a reel in which he puts his hand on Evans's knee. Perhaps a chemistry play to the audio. What are you doing with the caption? Just hanging around. 443K views, 22K likes. It's unreal to me. Like, you see this type of shit, right? They have come out of the show. They are now both, I think, persona non grata. We know Susie Evans was offered Bachelorette, and they didn't give it to her. And I think that was probably her. I thought he might touch soon, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, and so maybe, maybe they are kind of trying to capitalize on it. But it's like, people are very interested in them. Obviously, yeah. with these numbers. And the show just oh, doesn't yeah. capitalize. They try to like distance themselves. Unless they are going to sand, I don't know. But I commented ship. Ugh, it's just, it's enraging. Uh, when you see what's there <laughs> and what the show could be working with, and they just don't. They just drop the ball every time. All right, moving on. Katie Bigger made a relatable TikTok after returning to her job as a nurse. She carries a coffee under the heading... When you're on back-to-back 12-hour shifts and you see everyone enjoying their life outside and the caption reads, when all you want to do is enjoy a nice, warm, sunny day and not have to work. Sun emoji. Hot, crying, sweating, face emoji. emoji. Hashtag nursing. Hashtag travel. Hashtag travel nursing life. Hashtag FYP. Hashtag The Bachelor. Hashtag For You Page. Hashtag work. Hashtag nursing humor. <laughs> the TikTok. <laughs> That's 81.2K likes and 1.1 million views. Astounding. I mean, you got to do all those hashtags. I'm going to start doing more hashtags, obviously. Get a million views. Clearly. Clearly. If you can do a tidal wave of hashtags, you will get the views. We all know that. All of these were strong plays. However, there can only be one winner. Our parasocial play of the week goes to DePaul's Bachelor Class. Professor Adrian Stoner and her Bachelor Class students put together a TikTok with the caption, it's hard to believe when your textbook authors won't acknowledge us because they have. They're here on Zoom with us and we love them. Then you and I, Clues, appear on Zoom in the very same class where so many icons of the game have visited. The caption reads, at Game of Roses, they're icons, they're legends, and they are the moment. Hashtag The Bachelor, hashtag Bachelor Nation. Incorrect. You are legends and you are the moment. Indeed. Uh, we can't thank Dr. Adrian Stoner, who's the professor of this class, enough for inviting us to come speak about the fandom of Bachelor, about the state of the game, about all the things that we talked about. I absolutely love this. I love seeing that our efforts, at least as I perceive them to be somewhat academic in how we treat this show, how we break mm-hmm. it apart. Yes, we try to be funny. Yes, we enjoy it from a fan perspective. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. We do our best. But it really is, to me all reality TV, but specifically dating formats are at a point where we do need to start looking at it academically because it's radically affecting American culture, global culture. Um, 
And so it's good to see that yeah. there are classes at universities like DePaul that are taking this stuff academically seriously. And the fact that, that we're being asked to go speak is, is great. And a younger generation who are engaged in The Bachelor, you know, as we're seeing 40% of the viewers are over 60 or whatever. I loved it. Thank you for thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. We look forward to potentially doing it again next semester. Um, but those are all the human players making their plays. We got a little bit of a creature making a play, though, this week. This week, hmm. Cassie Randolph tested out a theory with her cat Rose on TikTok. How many taps until the cat gets mad? Randolph initiates in this video a flurry of taps too numerous to count, and Rose, the cat, for her part, never gets mad. She never even reacts. Instead, choosing to put on a display of an amount of patience for Randolph's salvo of taps that is almost super feline. Congrats to Rose and to Randolph on this stunning addition to the legacy of parasocial creatures of the week. I love this video. As someone who is a relatively new uh, parent of a cat, I can't imagine my own cat withstanding this flurry of taps for <laughs> really any time at all before sinking his fangs into me. So, Rose. I congratulate you. Mm-hmm. You'd have to wear a glove at least. Do you think Cassie has a falcon glove? Doesn't seem like she needs it with Rose. Rose seems pretty mild-tempered. Yeah. But congrats to Cassie and to Rose on winning Parasocial Creature of the Week. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor viewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines, and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix, just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want a wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing What's in the box? on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in... Um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, 
or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Now it's time in our podcast when we move on to jumping deep into the bottom of the pit and issuing forth our screams about how our fandom of this franchise has drastically changed our lives forever. This is Screams from the Pit! My scream is from the Vanderpump Pit this week. Vanderpump Pit, I feel like, has been, you know, we were hibernating. There were very few of us, but we were devoted. We were staying on Facebook because of our private Facebook secret groups about Vanderpump Rules, etc. We were watching all of their parasocial plays, living off of those the sweet high of those first two seasons that were literal perfect reality television. And last night, Wednesday, was the Vanderpump finale for season 10, which they had stopped shooting and then started shooting when this when Scandavault came out, which I've done a very in-depth explanation of on our Patreon. The episode last night, I couldn't believe what we were watching. It was a perfect episode of reality TV. I highly recommend that you just start at season one so that you feel what I felt last night, which was just like, just like complete gratitude, complete gratitude that I'm in this timeline that we get this episode. I can't believe that Raquel and Sandoval 
agreed to film what they agreed to film. Like it's, it's just a stunning, it's a stunning thing to behold. And, um, just shout out to my Vanderpump rules pit. I know you're small, but you're mighty. And we've been waiting for this day to be recognized in the national spotlight. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it's like important historically to reality television? Absolutely. I mean, this, they've had scandals on this level, I mean, maybe not on this exact level, but pretty much in season one and two mm-hmm. and throughout that didn't get this kind of attention because social media wasn't as big. And now the fact that you can get this, I mean, she basically like dated someone to get on the show and now she's like one of the stars. Can you briefly explain Scandable? Okay, fast forward if you're going to watch Vanderpump Rules at all about a few minutes. So essentially... The show is a spinoff of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's called Vanderpump Rules. It's about Lisa Vanderpump and her, the staff at Sir and Pump, these restaurant bars that she owns. And essentially, it's a group of young 20-somethings who are, who have all sorts of addictions and are all like cheating on each other and stuff. And it's beautiful. And they didn't, I don't think the producers even knew what they had in store when they cast this group of people because all of these things come out when they become more famous. And Scandaval is basically that Tom Sandoval was dating Ariana Maddox who for nine years and they were like a pretty solid couple on the show. He had been dating this other woman, Kristen, who I love uh, in the earlier seasons, but Ever since he got with Ariana, they've been like this stable couple, except for, oh my God, and we found out Miami Girl was real. Oh my God. They're, except for like a couple things, this was like the solid couple. And everyone bought houses and moved to Valley Village in the Valley in LA. And like people were having kids and stuff. And you think everything is pretty settled. There's not going to be a shakeup. And basically, it comes out, Ariana, like, gets this woman's intuition and looks through Sandoval's phone when someone asks her to hold it at his band show and finds a video screen recording of him with Raquel, one of the other cast members who was one of her best friends. And they're like doing FaceTime sex basically. And she calls Raquel. She's like, tell me what it is. She's, I think at first she only admitted they made out. And then Sheena, this other person, like attacked Raquel, who was with her when she finds out everyone has turned on this couple. And it's it's really blown up to a really crazy degree that she, Lala Kent and Lisa Vanderpump went to the White House Correspondence Dinner or something. Like they're getting all of these offers. Um, which is like wild to see. Cause then you see people like promoting their own shit through it. Lala is wearing her merch in the season finale last night that says, send it to Daryl, who is, which is a reference to her making these Instagram stories saying, Raquel, don't email me, send lawyer things to my lawyer, Daryl. Um, they're just capitalizing off of the scandal in such a huge way. And it's just like, I don't know where the show is going to go from here, but it feels like a resurgence of those first couple seasons, which were so good. And so what happened in the episode last night? So in the episode last night, it's post them finding out, but Sandoval and Raquel do a scene together where they're like 
kind of lovey-dovey, which I think was a giant mistake because right. it was like jarring to watch because we've just seen them pretend to be friends this whole time. Uh, we see Ariana scream at Tom. We see Tom apologize to Lisa Vanderpump, apologize to Sheena. Sheena does. Sheena has been on since season one, mm-hmm. and she does this amazing, like, <laughs> she starts crying and says, like, I can't be friends with you anymore, and, like, and like grills him. Um, yeah, it's just basically everyone reacting to and talking about it, and then the reunion is next week where they're all going to be on stage, and Andy Cohen's going to ask them about it. And Tom Sandoval is uh, looks like he's trying to be a lead singer of a band, and he has 971k I mean, Instagram followers. Has this hurt him at all? Well, all he and the other Tom, Tom Shorts, have opened up two restaurant bars, Tom Tom and Shorts and Sandy's, and they got firebombed with a uh, re- bad one star reviews on their restaurants and stuff. So it's like interesting. I mean, maybe hurt them short term, but honestly, I think it's just going to help them long term. If they can mentally, psychologically get through it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in these other franchises, it's not like The Bachelor. When you become a villain, it it's like it helps you in some ways because you become the center of attention. Um, at any rate, fantastic scream from another pit. My scream is deeply entrenched in the bachelor pit and it has to do with artificial intelligence if you have been watching (laughs) if you've been watching uh look nowhere is going to be immune from the creep of artificial intelligence including the pit if you've been watching my bachelor clues instagram for the past couple of days i've been doing a bunch of ai generated images of uh bachelor players as superheroes of these kind of like movie poster reimaginings of certain players and their catchphrases and stuff like this. And I've been doing this in service of trying to learn how to use AI art generation, uh, specifically mm-hmm. mid journey is what I'm using because I do feel that we are at the cusp of a, a thing happening in humanity where if you don't know how to talk to AIs, if you're not interacting with them, you are going to get left behind. So I'm trying to talk to as many as I can. <laughs> I'm working with GPT. Deep scream. <laughs> I'm working with Midjourney. Well, no, I mean, it's true. It's like when computers first came out and some people were like, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep using my typewriter to write my things, you know? And it was like, all right, yeah. dude, whatever. The The more you know about AIs and the more you interact with them, the better off you're going to be as we move into this new era where everything is going to be done with AI. So I'm trying to teach myself how to use Midjourney. And um, I kind of looked back at like when I first started doing memes and I was like, well, how did I get good at using these different little uh, programs and stuff on my phone, these different apps? Uh I got good by forcing myself to do iterative generations using Nick Vial's Instagram, basically, where I took (laughs) each one of his. Oh, yes, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, I took each one of his Instagram posts and tried to make it into a meme. And now I have decided what I'm going to try and do with AI is I'm going to try to do one kind of movie poster-esque thing for literally every season of Bachelor and Bachelorette. uh, And I'm going to see if I can do it. I don't know how far I'll get, but that's what I'm going to do to try and teach myself how to do this. The Bachelor franchise itself will be my muse as I go on this journey of self-teaching how to use AI. I do love the superhero themed ones you did but Thank i you. gotta say when i saw the mess up versions of grocery and he's like covered in sauce and it's kind of horror looking yeah i 
literally did a spit take guffawed yeah at how funny it was yeah i'm posting like when you're doing these ai uh art things very often you will type in a prompt and it will give you something absolutely fucking insane people with their heads on backwards <laughs> extra arms not enough arms too many legs you know whatever uh -huh. all this kind of weird shit and so i've been posting some of my uh some of the more entertaining misfires on our patreon if you're interested you can go there and check it out but that's my scream i am once I again in in service no. of generally learning how to use this technology that is going to radically change everything in the world i am using bachelor as my entry point into teaching myself how to do AI <laughs> art. <laughs> All right. Those are our screams. That's a perfect scream. <laughs> uh, we got one more scream for you, of course. Uh, if you listen to this program, you may know that we play screams from listeners from time to time, aka every Friday, on this very program. If you would like to submit your own scream, you just go to patreon.com slash gamerroses, get in our Discord, and you can submit a one-minute or under audio file of your scream. We play the best ones here. Right now, we're going to play one that comes to us from a user named Aaron Christina 123 Are you ready, Pace Case? I'm ready. Hello, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues. My scream into the pit is that I live in the same neighborhood as the Great One. I have seen him twice on my walks. One, I was with my dog, and he smiled at us. I smiled back. I played it really cool. The second time, I was also with my dog, but he was with Natalie Joy, and they were putting a large plant into a car. Who knows where it was going? But if I run into them again, what should I say? Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. I would go full arborist. I would be like, hey, I noticed that you were putting a and then say the exact species of plant into your car and pretend like you have no idea who they are, but you're just really passionate about plants. It'd be like, I actually have some extra. And then you just buy them plants and then you become plant friends. And hope they don't listen to this. Plant friends. I don't know about that strategy. <laughs> um, I don't know how many plant friends <laughs> I've ever made in my life. You know, like people who water your plants when you go out of town. Oh, hmm? yep. I don't have that. Um, but... We living in Los Angeles. I mean, obviously there are there are bachelor players living in a bunch of different cities, but in LA there's a bunch of them. I've come across them one time or two myself. But to know that you live in the same neighborhood that you're seeing a person multiple times is absolutely fascinating. I don't know what to say to yeah. them honestly because it depends Congrats. on what your your uh your ultimate outcome is. What do you want out of this? Do you want to befriend them? Do you want to just have one funny interaction with them? I don't know. If you want to befriend them, <laughs> if you want to start getting invited to arborists uh, parties and things. Yeah, I feel like it is some kind of arborist thing. You have to kind of like present yes. yourself as just a normal neighbor. Hey, I've got a dog. You've got a dog. What if what if our dogs went on a play date? Do you know any good dog walkers? Yeah. I think it has to be something about that or like something about what's going on in the neighborhood. Does he have a dog? Doesn't he? I think so, yeah. Is it a doodle? I, I believe it is. But I would go with something like that. Something about the neighborhood. You should buy a doodle then. Yeah, maybe don't buy. I mean, you already have a dog, it sounds like. But maybe something about, hey, did you see this thing that happened in the neighborhood? What do you guys think of that? Um, I'm Ooh. part of a neighborhood group. Something along those lines. Maybe throw your own party um, after you see them next. Next time you see them, say like, hey, I'm having a party. 
Uh, you guys are probably obviously in the neighborhood. Feel free to drop by. Then you have to throw that party and hope they show up. I think there are mm-hmm. ways to infiltrate the Vial Joy social circle here. If you do it casually, nonchalantly, definitely don't say that you know he was the bachelor um, or that she's Natalie Joy. Do what Natalie Joy did. Pretend you don't know who Nick Vial is. <laughs> yeah, slide into his DMs. Hey, did I see you walking your dog the other day? Um, this is fascinating. Uh, a, a fantastic scream. Congratulations on living in proximity to the great one. Not very many people get to say that. A joyful scream. Indeed. Um, but again, if anybody else wants to submit their scream, just go to patreon.com slash gameroses, submit that scream in our Discord, one minute or less audio file. Yeah, you might even get that God, on the spot pace case advice, like pretend to be an arborist. Right. Pace Case is a a known arborist. She has tutored a lot of young arborists coming up in the arborist game. I I really don't know what to say to him. Again, I think it just depends on what you want that outcome to be. If you want it to be a crazy, funny, one-off thing, get it on video. You took things from me. Yes, exactly. Or how can you make love to me without being in love with me? And you say it every time you see him and you make sure that you make a TikTok <laughs> of it every time you see him. Something along those lines. <laughs> That'll be like the new uh, Dan with the Vans or whatever. Yeah, exactly. What was that one? What are these? Damn Daniel. Damn Daniel, back at it again with the Vans. Damn Joel, back at it again with the Palm Fronds. Mm-hmm. There's Perfect. an idea. Perfect. Um, anyways, thank you everyone for joining <laughs> us today. That concludes this week in Bachelor Nation. Before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,725 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 